My jungle will lure you in, with paths that are deceptively apparent and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way, shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes, I shall show you a world etched deep in my mind and free from your kind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. How's it going, everyone? Long time no speak. Uh, had some microphone issues. Yeah, I filmed like, I mean, I recorded probably two podcasts of the same subject and talked for about an hour and none of them worked. Um, yeah, so I got my new microphone. It took a little, little bit longer than expected. I go, yeah, two days uh, shipping and it ends up being about a week. So I apologize for that. Uh, hope everyone's been good. Uh, you might be able to hear them birds yelling in the background. They're the Australian common raven, Corvus coronoides. They sound like a baby crying. Uh, but they're probably the most smartest bird uh, that we got in Australia. Um, Corvus corax, which is the common raven around the world, is the smartest. And they're in the same genus, so they are super smart. And when it's bin day, they know each suburb that has uh, their bins out to get picked up by the garbage truck and they um, they raid them. <laughs> so they're a clever, clever bird. Uh, it is hot in Perth at the moment. Today it's like 38 degrees Celsius, which is about 100 degrees Fahrenheit for all you people that don't use the metric system. Um, and it's super humid, super humid, which is good because there might be a storm later, which is awesome. That's my favorite weather when it's hot, humid, and it also rains. It's like jungle weather. And that is my absolute favorite. And speaking of jungle, this episode is about the jungle. It's a surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, it's about preparing for the jungle, uh, what you need to bring, how do you get to the jungle? A lot of people ask me, how do you get to the jungle? Um, and I have never done it in the conventional way. Uh, like most people would take a tour, you know, go for a little boat ride through a jungle river. Uh, but they never really get to experience it just getting out there and exploring. And I despise tours. I don't really, never, I've never really gotten a guide either. Um, I'm all about the old school exploration and adventure. Uh, so I'm gonna just go through a few things that are imperative if you're planning to go to the jungle. And I'm not gonna recommend everybody does this because you need experience, you need good fitness, um, you need to know what you're doing because the jungle will consume you. 
a hundred percent. If you don't know what you're doing and you fuck around out there, you're dead. You'll never be seen again. I mean, the jungle eats everything. If you fall, fall asleep for too long, the jungle will eat you. You're as soon as you walk into that jungle, step one foot in there, you're you're being consumed. You're rotting. You're decomposing. So some of these uh, tips that I'm going to give you hopefully might help you if you ever want to go explore. Okay, so here's a few things that I pack and I always bring when I go into the jungle. Okay, so first up, you want to get your clothes sorted. I mean, you need appropriate jungle wear. And for me, if you ever watch any of the stuff I've done on TV, on YouTube, or anything, you will notice I always wear boots and they're always tucked in to my uh, cargo pants. Um, I, I never wear shorts. I mean, <laughs> part of that reason is because my calves are so skinny, it's embarrassing. And my legs are so damn pale um, and hairy. Uh, so I, I avoid pants aesthetically, uh, but also, you know, I don't know. When you wear shorts and you're a full-grown man, it it just makes you kind of look like a toddler. I don't know. It, that's just my preference. That's my opinion. I don't do shorts. I don't think men look good in shorts. <laughs> um, but also practicality, they're no good. Um, it, like in the bush in Australia, if you're walking around, you're wearing shorts, uh, you, you're at more risk of, risk of being bitten by snakes or, you know, copping scratches from sticks. Uh, ticks are a massive issue. Uh, so I always tuck them in, tuck my pants into my boots. And that applies for the jungle as well because, you know, you don't really get ticks, but you get leeches. And, I mean, I would way prefer a leech than a tick. Oh man, give me, give me ten leeches for every one tick. I hate ticks; they're so annoying, and I've literally had, over the years, thousands in me. Sometimes I'll be out in the bush and I'll come back and I'll have, you know, thirty or forty stuck in me, and they itch like hell. It's hard to sleep. Um, the wound they leave in you stays open for sometimes months, and like, months later they can still be itchy and still open up again. With a leech, they stick on you, you rip it off, flick it back into the jungle, and you're left with a small bruise and a little hole. It's itchy for a little bit, and then it clears up. And, yeah, give me, give me bloody ten leeches over a bloody tick. I actually don't mind leeches, they're not too bad. Uh, but I do wear the long pants because it's just less skin surface for them to attach themselves to. But they still find a way in. God damn, do they still find a way in. Um, yeah, you, at the end of the, at the end of the day, you're stripping your dirty clothes off and there's one hanging off your nutsack, you know, there's one up your taint, there's one, you know, on your leg, on your back. So it's inevitable they will find their way in. Uh, but hey, that's just the jungle, man. That's the jungle, baby. And that's what it's all about. If I always say this, it's not an adventure if you know, something doesn't go wrong. 
It's when shit goes wrong, shit hits the fan, that's when it becomes an adventure. So, to minimize that, I wear long pants and I tuck them into my boots. Now, with the boots, you're, it's very important in the jungle that you wear boots that have good drainage. Uh, you, you don't really want waterproof boots because what will happen is if you're crossing a river or if you step in a uh, puddle, uh, the water will go in and it won't come out. So you'll be walking around with boots filled up with water and they'll be soaking wet on the inside and because they're waterproof, they just won't dry. So you actually want boots that have holes in them. And if you've got a boot that is really watertight and waterproof, get your knife out and put holes in those boots. Stab holes in them. Because what will happen is, yeah, you step in a river, you cross a river, your boots get soaking wet, but then the water just runs straight out of those drainage holes. And you're sorted. They can dry much easier because there's more airflow. Uh, at the end of the night, you can put them in front of the fire and they'll dry. If it's waterproof and it's soaked on the inside, it's airtight, man. You're not going to dry them. So get some boots with good drainage. And look cool too. You want those jungle aesthetics. You want to look the part. <laughs> so get long pants and boots with good drainage. Very important. I wear, like, if you watch Kings of Pain and stuff, basically that shirt. I wear long sleeve shirts with the sleeves rolled up. Um, regardless, if you're stepping foot into the jungle, you're going to be sweating your tits off 100%. As soon as you enter that jungle, you're soaking wet, like you've been chucked in a pool. I mean, it could be like 30 degrees, not even, 25 degrees maybe. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's warm, but not incredibly warm. But the humidity is going to be 100%. So that makes it feel like it's well over... 40 degrees or 100 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, you're going to be drenched. That's another thing what I love about the jungle is it doesn't matter if you're dripping with sweat and you look gross, you stink, because everybody does in the jungle. Nobody's walking through that bloody forest and coming out not being absolutely gross, covered in mud, dripping with sweat, smelling like bloody... Fred Flintstone's asshole, you know, you're gonna be stinking. And that's what's great about it. Everyone's in the same boat. <laughs> um, so just get a shirt. Don't overthink it. Um, I sometimes strip down to a singlet. Um, but regardless, you want something that breathes, something that's lightweight, uh, because you, you're gonna be sweating your ass off. Uh, don't worry about hats. Uh, if you wear a hat, it's just going to heat your head up. It's going to keep your head warm. And most of our heat is escapes from our head. So that's why people wear beanies, because it, it insulates them more. But it also works in the opposite. So your head is very efficient at cooling itself. So if you're keeping something on there that's not letting that heat escape, then you're just going to heat yourself up. And also, the sun isn't really a problem in the jungle. The canopy is so thick where you're in the shade all the time. Unless you're doing a river crossing or on a river bank, the sun isn't really an issue. So don't worry about that. Lose the hat. 
um, with your backpack, you need a backpack. You need a good one as well because everything in that jungle has teeth. It has thorns. It has spikes. It has, you name it, barbs on it. You're going to rip yourself up something wicked, you know? And actually, we should make a drinking game out of this episode. Every time I say jungle, you take a drink. Because <laughs> I am going to say jungle a lot. It's probably my favorite word on the planet is jungle. If I'm having a bad day, I'm pissed off at something, I just picture jungle. I picture the jungle and it, it just calms me down. So use this as a drinking game. Take a drink. Jungle. Um, yeah, so you want clothes you want a backpack that's sturdy because it's going to get ripped to shit i promise you that uh your arms are as well everything is you're going to get torn up out there um get yourself a machete machete is so important because uh you know there's branches there's vines that you know most of the time contain teeth you don't want to be grabbing them and ripping them out of your way now i will give you a tip you, I can't demonstrate this because it's not filmed, but I'll give you a tip and try and picture what I'm talking about here when using a machete because you watch so many movies and they're just hacking away, swiping from either side, bang, 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 going through the jungle. This is dangerous. When you're using a machete, always swing one hand, one direction. And let's say you're using your right hand to do it. Swing right like across your body and sort of down past your body. Always swing like that, sort of outways. If you do it that way and then you turn and swing from the left using your right hand, you've got more of a chance of hitting the inside of your thigh with that machete. When you do it from the outside with your right hand swinging across to your left, it's very hard for you to hit the, that inside of your leg or your knee. If you do it the other way, with your right hand swinging from the left, you can hit that femoral artery that runs on the inside of your thigh. You hit that, you're dead in minutes. You'll just bleed out. So that's a good tip. And actually, if you go on my YouTube channel, I've got like a two-minute video explaining that and demonstrating it. So it might come in handy. Uh, you want it sharp. Because a blunt machete is actually more dangerous than a sharp one. It does a lot more damage. Because it will cut you as well, but also give you a lot of blunt force trauma. And it'll be a messy cut. Harder to stitch up. Yeah, you'll fuck yourself up with a blunt machete. So, get a good one. Pay, pay the money. I've been in, in jungles with $7 machetes. And you hit a small branch and the blade breaks clean off. Uh, with, you know, the shitty little plastic handle. Um... Yeah. Uh, so what I pack in my bag is uh, things that basically if the shit hits the fan will save your life. So like a very small basic medical kit with tourniquets, um, tweezers in case, you know, you get like an annoying thorn. No, I'm not talking about myself here. Uh, annoying thorn stuck in you or even like a splinter because stuff gets infected so easily in the jungle that you want to get any foreign body out of you very quickly. 
uh, before that infection kicks in because that will kill you. Like everything in the jungle grows so quickly and that is the same for bacterias and all sorts of nasties that can enter your body, parasites and stuff will just grow out of control in the jungle. Take a drink. <laughs> um, another thing, and this is huge, I cannot stress this enough when you're out there. Pack a roll of uh, duct tape. Um, you know, like that duct tape, you can get it anywhere. That silver tape, but if you don't, like that—that th that is a, a a staple when you're out there, is duct tape. But I found the um, fabric tape actually works better. So it's it comes in a roll, just like a tape, but it's um it just tears off and it's kind of like a material. Um, basically pictured duct tape but made of like more sturdy almost canvas that's coated in plastic material and I found that actually works better but if you can't get a hold of that duct tape a hundred percent now this is because when you're in a highly uh, forested area and there are thorns spikes barbs you're gonna rip your clothes you're gonna rip your bag and your, your, your tent could get ripped. So the duct tape or fabric tape is such a good band-aid treatment for that. And the, it, they're highly water resistant as well. Um, last time, not the last time, one of the times I was in the jungle, and this was when I was by myself uh, for five nights out in the Malaysian jungle, I had, you know, those backpacks that are like what backpackers use? Um, it's not, it's not really, it wasn't really appropriate for the jungle. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't made of canvas or anything. And on probably the halfway through, maybe the second last day, the bottom of it just ripped, just blew out. Um, I didn't even know what I ripped it on or tore it on. Um, but I had such a long trek ahead of me back to the river from when the boat was picking me up from, like the little boat dude was going to meet me. Um, I had about a day's trek and I had a lot of shit in my bag, you know, had everything in there and it was the worst place to rip it right at the bottom. And I got the fabric tape and just turned that bag into a mummy. I just wrapped that tape around it and it works so good. Uh, it'll work if your boot comes undone and there is nothing bloody worse than the sole of your boot flapping around when you're trying to bloody walk through the jungle. And you just whip out that duct tape or that fabric tape, get a few uh, coils around that boot and you are sorted. So 100%, I can't stress it enough, wrap it. Get something like that. Um, if you wanna to bring toilet paper as well, that's never a bad idea. You can never, uh, you'll never miss shit tickets. You know, bring a roll of shit tickets with you. Um, they'll come, they come in handy for everything, eh? Cleaning up everything. Not only your turds, but everything. Um, if you want to take a dump in a river, that's fine. 
you know, lots of animals shit in the river. Just don't drink in a still, I mean, shit in a still bit of water, like a pond, because chances are you'll be wanting to drink from that and you're literally drinking what you ate the night before and you'll get sick as a dog doing that. So don't do that. Shit in a flowing river and it will take it downstream and then it can be someone else's problem. <laughs> also, please, if you're bringing crap out, not crap as in feces, but you're bringing rubbish and stuff out into the jungle, bring it back with you. Don't be a dick. Pack it and take it with you, especially if it's plastic. I mean, you can get away with leaving little bits of paper and stuff if by accident you leave it because it'll be gone uh, very shortly. But plastic will hang around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So don't, don't do a dog act and leave that shit lying around. Take it with you. It's so easy to do. Just bag it and take it with you. If you bought it there and you managed to fit it in your bag taking it there, then you'll fit it on the way back. All right? Don't be an asshole. Um, food as well. Um, people ask me all the time, what food do you take out there? If you're out there for days, what do you take? Um, I'm not one to go out there and hunt, um, you know, catch fish or anything, cook that up because if I can bring food out there and survive on that food, then there's no reason for me to hunt and take anything else out of that forest. Um, in a survival situation, if shit went wrong, um, I absolutely would hunt and I absolutely would catch fish and eat that. But so far, it's never come to that. Um, you know, if I was lost and I had to sustain myself and my food had run out, then absolutely. It's a survival situation. It's an emergency situation now. Of course it would. But what I normally bring out with me is like uh, protein powder. Um, it does take up quite a bit of room and it is heavy, but it is so calorie dense. If you get a high calorie bulking whey protein, um, you can pretty much have one or two drinks and you've got all the calories you need for the day. And that will sustain you for as long as that protein lasts, powder lasts. And it normally lasts a long time. You know, I've gone out there with like half a little tub, maybe like a pound you know, 250 grams and it can last me five days six days for sure all you need to do is make sure you got clean drinking water and if you're near a fast moving river um easy easy to get clean water and getting water in the jungle is never really an issue because it's normally always wet uh, even if it's not raining you can find water and you can do this using um, like a bit of plastic, uh, dig a little hole, fill it up with leaves and vegetation, um, then cover that hole with a bit of plastic. You can open up a plastic bag and do this. Um, sort of weigh it down around the, the perimeter of the plastic bag with rocks. And then, sorry, I should have said this, put a your drinking container, sorry, excuse me, I had a Pepsi Max, Put your drinking container under the bag and then put a rock on top of the, the bag, like the bit of plastic. So, and then, then sort of cover it up. So what will happen is the condensation from those plants and that vegetation will build up 
on and rise onto that plastic and then trickle down because uh, the rock in the top in the middle is weighing it down it'll trickle down right into your water container and you've got clean water you can also get a plastic bag and wrap it around a branch that's got leaves on it and tie it on there and come back a little while later and it'll be wet as all hell inside that bag so there's always you never really go without water in the jungle i mean if anything there's too much of it uh you know when it rains on you and stuff it it can be pretty damn annoying i mean i love the rain but when you're trying to sleep out there and everything is soaked to the you know you're soaked to the bone all your clothes are soaked then you kind of get over it but that's the jungle man it's a jungle out there um Another important thing is keeping your feet dry. When you're out there, your feet are going to be soaking wet within the first minute of walking into that jungle. You know, either by sweat or just by condensation or by uh, water, rain, anything. Your your feet inevitably are going to be soaked at the end of the day and your socks as well. So when you've come back to camp or made camp at the end of the day, take your socks off and try and dry them the best you can i mean if you had a wet shirt and you hung it out in the jungle it would take days to dry because there's so much moisture and water in the air with the humidity it will just stay wet so build yourself a little fire which is another challenge as well because good luck finding dry wood and kindling or tinder uh, but you can find it you can find it and i'll go into all that in another episode of sort of how to survive in the jungle uh, so now we're just covering basically what to bring to the jungle. Um, but just make sure you've got dry feet and good socks. You want thick socks. Um, they will get bloody hot, but you want thick socks because you get blisters out there and I guarantee you will. If that blister gets infected, you're fucked. You are fucked. If you can't use your feet out there, you are fucked. I promise you. So get a good pair of um, socks and a good fitting boot. I always say it, and it's a little motto in my life, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with my boots on. You ain't taking them boots off me, except at the end of the night when I'm trying to dry my feet. <laughs> that's probably the biggest chance of dying is at night, because that's when all the little, little creatures come out to play, and big creatures too, like tigers, which I've had... Uh, experiences with in the jungle and yeah that was pretty bad and I'm gonna leave that as a cliffhanger because I'll go into that in another episode but always be mindful of what animals inhabit that jungle do your research know what dangers might present themselves and here's a tip for you if you're going out into Asia the Asian jungle um, that can range from India through to Malaysia and Sumatra especially. Do not wear Calvin Klein aftershave. Don't wear Calvin Klein, uh, what is it called? It's like Calvin Klein 1 and there's also like Calvin Klein Obsession. Because they contain an extract that is uh, kind of mimics the smell of civet cat uh, musk and urine and for some reason tigers love it and are attracted to it so you wear that aftershave in the jungle 
you could have a tiger tracking you down and they will be able to smell that from mile miles away so i don't know why you would wear cologne or deodorant in the jungle you're gonna smell like shit anyway at the end of the day regardless of what you coat yourself in and also if you're in there looking for animals they're gonna smell you a mile away so there's no point just smell like ass no one cares everyone smells like ass out there if you put deodorant on an aftershave it's just delaying the inevitable you might smell nice for the first hour but then you end up smelling like you know john good john goodman's taint so just forget about it don't worry about it um and yeah you'll scare the animals away defeats the whole purpose of you being in there humans are smelly animals we are and hell i know i am <laughs> you know so we stink and but we smell like another animal if you smell like this weird artificial chemicals um excluding the um chemical that's in there that attracts tigers most animals would be like mm, see you later I ain't going near that Phew. so forget the deodorant don't worry about smelling good because you won't smell good all right um what else do i normally bring i normally bring my binoculars they don't have to be a big pair unless you're one of them birders that likes twitching is it twitching it's twitching isn't it Where they look for birds um don't worry about massive binoculars because the jungle's so thick you're not going to be able to see you know 50 feet past you anyway unless you come to a river then you can have a good look um at the canopies and stuff across the river uh so you, but you don't really need really big good ones they're just going to weigh you down remember everything you pack in that bag you're going to have to carry so if you're over prepared which isn't a bad thing just be aware that you're going to have to carry all that um, my bag never really weighs any more than 10, 15 kilos, depending on how long I'm out there. Um, so you can bring that, bring your GoPro cause you want, you know, you want to film yourself, bring your phone so you can take photos. You won't get phone reception out there, but you can take your photos and stuff. Just be warned that if you've got a camera and camera lenses, that moisture is going to build up in that lens. So you got to, I'm not a camera guy. I don't really carry really good digital SLRs out with me. Um, I did do in my first three documentaries I filmed out in the jungle. Um, I bought my digital SLR and that's actually what we filmed everything on. Uh, Canon, what is it? I'm look, trying to look at it from here. Canon 600D. And it, it worked good. It worked. It, it, held up really well in the jungle he had no real issues with the condensation or anything and my brother filmed me uh, so that worked all right and gopros are normally pretty good they're hardy i've got the uh dji um what's it called dji action osmo i haven't actually used that in the jungle yet but as far as i've i'm aware and as much as i've used it now in australia over here it's held up pretty damn good and i'm digging it because it's got the front screen as well so you can see yourself so you can tell if you're looking like an idiot or if you've got shit hanging out your teeth it's actually a really cool camera um apart from that just be prepared do your research uh and yeah so another question is and i mentioned this before um how do you get to the jungle uh, it depends where you are um 
So before you go to that country, uh, try find like national parks because unfortunately most of the jungle left in our world are national parks. It's hard to get jungles that are primary primary rainforest that hasn't been bulldozed. Uh, and national parks are awesome because, um, I mean, there is illegal logging and stuff, but it's a preserve. And some of them are huge. Some of them are the size of small countries. The one I frequent in Malaysia is um, like almost the size of Greece. So that's humongous and it's thick jungle. And I, I don't really go, oh, let's walk into this national park. I mean, people think a national park and it's got like paths and everything around it. It's like, no, you cannot uh, put footpaths throughout something that's 4,000, 4,500 square kilometers, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just ain't happening. Um, but what I do is I'll go to the closest town that is nearest to that jungle and basically, it's a matter of just going out there and walk into it. Walk into the jungle, take the plunge. Now, I don't recommend this for most people because you will get lost. And we've been lost before in there. And it's fucking scary. Um, but always have a compass with you. Always know your bearings. Know which direction you've come from. So you know, regardless, if you head back in that direction, you're going to hit a road or a river or something like that. Also use natural landmarks as well. So if you see a river, you can stay alongside that river and follow the river where you're going. Um, it's also very hard to penetrate the jungle and move far. So, you can, so it's very hard to get deep jungle away from those villages or towns because you can walk for a whole day and only maybe have walked a mile. So the best way to make it deep into the jungle is to get in a boat, get one of the locals to drive you up river an hour or so, and then get them to drop you off and then just walk out into the jungle. And you're so far away from people that, you, you know, some, sometimes I'll just, I'll just walk around butt naked because I know I'm not going to see anyone out there. There's not anyone near you for hours and hours and hours. Um, and what what we normally do is we go, can you pick us up? Well, I, I actually did this last time I was out there by myself. I was like, can you pick me up here in four or five days? Uh, and don't pay him until he picks you up. Because if you pay him, he's got no incentive to come back and get you. And then you're fucked. You're well and truly fucked. Um, and, you know, the the locals, uh, especially like the Malaysian ones, they're 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 awesome. They're really good. They're really helpful. So he will be there at that time. But just make sure you know how to get back to that river. Um, I've even taken those beacons out there in case something goes wrong. You flip up the antenna and emergency services will try and find you. Um, but just be careful. Do not get lost because you will never be found. I promise you, you will never be found. Your body won't be found. Within weeks, there will be nothing left of you. Scavengers will come and, and scavenge from you. The jungle will literally consume you. You'll, you'll be gone. There'll be a tree growing uh, where, where your body laid. Okay? So, 
know what you're doing, have a backup plan, tell somebody where you're going to be as well. Um, you know, tell anyone, the nearest shop that was there before you set off into the jungle. Just let people know where you're going and how long you're going to be out there. Um, you know, just so there's a general area that they know you're at. Um, just be safe, you know. That's all I can really say. Prepare well, but don't over-prepare. Um, let people know where you're going. Do research on what jungle the habitat and the animals are going to be there. Um, dress appropriately. Get yourself some good boots. Get yourself some duct tape or fabric tape. Get yourself some decent high-calorie protein powder and some tin shit. Maybe some dehydrated shit uh, to eat. Um, and don't fucking litter. That's it. And also, if you, be very important. I should have mentioned this earlier. Very important. If you're going out into the jungle and you're doing it with somebody, make sure you trust the shit out of that person. Because, trust me, man, you do not want to go out there with somebody and you walk for an hour and they're already complaining that they're tired or their legs hurt or they've got a blister. That is That will fucking ruin your trip. It will ruin your adventure. And then you've got to wait for this motherfucker to walk with you, hobble with you, and you've got to wait for them, you know, hear them whinging and all that sort of thing. And I promise you, after a day or two of hearing that, you will fucking want to kill them. I promise you. The thoughts will be popping up in your head, and you're holding a damn sharp machete, hopefully. You know, so don't put yourself in that situation. Make sure the person you're with is as experienced, if not more than you. Um, don't go out there with amateurs, all right? I mean, if you're an amateur, that's fine because more than likely you will be in that same situation. You will be complaining. It takes a while for you to get used to the temperature, um, the, the humidity, the terrain, the cuts, the, the leeches. It takes quite a few trips for you to get used to that and get better and better at it but just make sure you're not with some soft cock that doesn't doesn't want to be there you know and yeah it's an adventure you want shit will go wrong 100% it's not a, an adventure if it doesn't but you don't want it to just go like uh, we're, we've been here a day and we're already ready to leave you know that would just suck so do yourself a favour and go with somebody that you trust and on my last Q&A, actually, um, one of the questions was from a young guy and he was, can I come out with you into the jungle? And I feel kind of bad because I shut him down pretty quickly. I was like, no, I don't know you. I don't, I, I don't know how you're going to fare in the jungle. Um, so I was kind of blunt with it, but it's because I'm so passionate about it. I've, I've gone out plenty of times with my brother into the jungle and I know I can trust him because he's held his own out there every time we've gone out there and he's a massive drinker and he smokes but for some fucking reason he's he can keep up he can fully he's on par with me out there so um yeah that's awesome because you can go out there with somebody that drinks as much as him and smokes as much as him and can't walk fucking 100 meters without stopping for a breather and are constantly whinging you know so that was awesome he never did that it was really good um, 
so yeah, make sure the person you're with isn't a soft cock. Give them a drink of fucking concrete so they can harden the fuck up, hey. But yeah, I think that that's about it. So with preparing for the jungle, because you got to be physically fit, train, 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 do fitness training, do strength training. I do a lot of uh, functional training, push up, uh, not push ups, they're stupid, um, chin ups and uh, fucking what's it called? Weighted chin ups, because if some if some tiger or something's chasing you you need to be able to get a tree up a tree pretty damn quick or if an elephant's coming after you, you need to be able to climb a tree pretty damn quick pull yourself up pull your body weight up super important i mean a tiger can climb a tree pretty damn easily but um elephants and stuff and we have had run-ins with elephants out there um you want to be able to get up a tree damn pretty damn quick um so make sure you're in shape you know, if you're a fat ass and you're hobbling around out there, you're not going to fare very well. So, you know, that all comes with it and your mindset as well. If if something happens out there and your mor- morale is low, it makes it so much harder. I think probably the most important thing is like your willpower and your mental strength because morale is so important out there. You don't want to be in that state of low motivation um, and just resenting everything because you're not gonna you're not gonna make it out of there. You're gonna have a really crap memory of it. You're just gonna be like every time you think of the jungle, you're gonna have negative thoughts about it and resent it. Every time I uh, someone just flushed the toilet. God damn it! How embarrassing! That wasn't me. Um, every time I think of the jungle, I have the greatest memories ever. Best memories. So that's what you want. So uh, make it make it an adventure. Prepare mentally, physically, and have fun with it because it'll be the coolest adventure of your life. I promise you. It's the jungle, man. It's you know you watched Indiana, Indiana Jones and Tarzan and stuff, and make your own action movie. Live your own adventure movie, jungle adventure movie, and be safe. Be cautious. Don't twist your ankle either. God damn it. Don't twist your fucking ankle. And I've got real ankle twisting prone legs, but it's never stopped me, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will do more episodes on like uh, survival, jungle survival, you know, what to, how to build camps, how to how to eat if if, you, if your rations run out, uh, how to deal with predators, uh, and some of the experiences as well, like I was saying earlier about like the tiger run-in I had, uh, the elephant situation we had. So stay tuned for that. This one was a bit different, uh, but that's what I want to do. I want to break it up, do some cryptozoology stuff, do some cool animal stuff, uh, do some own experience stuff uh it's thorn's jungle it's a mystery it's full of lots of mysterious creatures thanks for tuning in guys and i will not let it go another week or two without an episode okay that won't happen again i got a cool setup i hope i hope it sounds a lot better than my other ones it definitely should do 
because this mic costs like 20 times more than my other crappy mic. So, yeah, subscribe. Give me a good review as well. Do it. Five stars. No less. Cheers, guys. I'll see you next time.